Welcome to the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, Every Black Film Ever. My name is Vincent Williams, and I'm joined as always by my partner. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And on this stop, this stop on the mission, mm-hmm. while we all have black superheroes on the mind. Oh, yes, we do. As we are in the era of Wakanda Forever. Black Panther 2. Wakanda Forever! We take a stop and visit with one of the earlier entrees into cinematic black superhero dumb. Mm-hmm. 1992's Blank Man. 1994, I believe. Is it 94? 1994. 1994's Blank Man. Mm-hmm. With Damon Wayans... David, 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 David Allen Greer. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one, folks. And Robin Givens, the choice of Lynn Webb. I'm very much looking forward to this. I am too. But before we get into, how are you, Lynn? How are you this evening? Well, I'm doing fine. Okay. As anyone who knows me intimately knows that, or may have guessed. That it's been a little bit of a rough week for me um, because this this past week, Kevin Conroy, yeah, the voice of Batman, yeah, um, yeah. passed away at the age of sixty six. Um, Kevin Conroy uh, was the voice of Batman in the critically acclaimed historic Batman the animated um, series from the nineties and then would go on to voice Batman in almost every iteration of Batman after that on justice league, justice league unlimited in, in, in animated movies, in video games and specials. He played a live version once. He played, he even played a live version of an elderly <coughs> Batman in the CW um universe crossover crisis on infinite earths yes he did uh he probably probably only adam west is more synonymous with the role of batman than kevin conroy absolutely and 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 i would argue as time goes on yeah Kevin Conroy is is probably right. like more least, seared in people's minds. Yeah, there are at least two generations of people mm-hmm. that would go to Kevin Conroy before they would Adam West. That's very true. That's very true. And um, I'm someone who grew up with having, you know, the Adam West Batman, but I also did have an animated Batman. Sure. Right? Um, who wasn't a bad voice actor. I think his name was Olin Soul. Um, what's the gentleman's name? And he wasn't he wasn't bad, you know, for what he was. You're about to you're about to clown me because I knew the man's name. I love the fact <laughs> that you know the name of the voice actor from the Batman cartoon from Filmation. Well, yes, even though when the series came back in the 70s, Adam West and Burt Ward took I, over. I was about to say I the I, voices. I, I knew you. <laughs> At that point. <laughs> All right, pull up. So pull up. Going I've to- always had All right, just I've stick. had an animated yeah. Batman. Yeah, but stick to but, Kevin but to be but you know, like everyone else, when Kevin Conroy 
took uh, took the role mm-hmm. and premiered in Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. It was the Batman. It was really the first time that the Batman historically from the comic books, as he has been known, the dark Avenger was really given voice in animated form. Sure. Because the Batman of Adam West was the more campy 60s um, Batman. And Adam West pretty much played that all, all, all the time. This was really the Batman that everybody fell in love with. Um, the Dark Knight detective of Neil Adams illustration of Frank Miller, even going back to the the, the, the original creation of Batman. He was a dark feature, uh, a dark creature. And that's what Kevin Conroy captured in that voice. Um, and he was a tremendous, tremendous talent. He gave uh, the voice for Batman in many people's minds. He gave the voice for Bruce Wayne in many people's minds as well. As yeah. he developed two voices yeah. for both. Um, he was a very thoughtful man, extremely talented man. Batman sings uh famously on an episode. Yeah. Uh, and it is Kevin Conroy who was a bit of a you know, like to go into a lounge and sing a couple of tunes. Yeah. So this was a, a love of his. Um and he was uh, just a really, a really interesting man. The, the more you got to know him, as he, the, as his confidence grew with with his fame and with his stature, uh, so did it start to uh, um, glow in his personal life. And he made a little little bits of his personal life uh, open to the public, and people were very receptive and appreciative of that um and that's why his passing hit people so hard yeah um and it hit me very hard and um really sad to to see him go i knew that he had been suffering for the past couple of years um but it's almost like it reminds me when mel blank passed away sure years ago sure absolutely and that was the voice of all of the warner brothers cartoons so many of them and this is the voice of the ma- of easily the most popular superhero right now yeah um, and he he he's the man who gave him that voice so it it really is a, a heart loss right yeah now. and 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 as you said in a lot of ways he was an ambassador for the the culture mhm like like he in a lot of ways he transcended geekdom yeah and nerddom and he carried himself with such dignity and as you said such thoughtfulness i think you alluded to it a moment ago i was i was so impressed and i admired his transparency yes when i believe it was last year during pride month he mm-hmm. shared a very touching coming out story yep in D- dc publishes every year Mm -hmm. and 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 just when we talk about inclusivity in the culture when we talk about fan culture and 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 the challenges that you have you you know i think it it was i thought it was really remarkable that kevin conroy publicly stated that a gay man was the voice of who all of us agree 
is the voice of mm-hmm. Batman. Mm-hmm. And and you'll he, be missed. Yeah. You know, absolutely be missed. It 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 seems like cold comfort. It's sort of the cold comfort that we've had over the past week or so just thinking about the dearly departed chat with Bozeman. But the art is forever. Yeah. The art is forever and 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 certainly as you said he contributed so much with his voice work that generations will be exposed to him. But yeah. Yeah. It's a loss. I, it, it is a loss. It is a loss. Um, so our thoughts go out to Kevin Conroy's family and all of those, uh, his family and his friends at this time. This past week also saw the closing of another curtain, Vincent, mm-hmm. as the venerable <coughs> TV show Atlanta celebrated its series finale. Yes, it did. And I know this probably was a hard one for you. It you was are a huge fan of it. I, I really have been. I've 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 I'm I've been so amazed by Donald Glover mm-hmm. and his whole team. Mm-hmm. And you know certainly the 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 cast Brian Tyree Henry Zazie Beats, Lakeith Stanfield, and Donald Glover in an acting role, but but then the, the talent behind the camera, from the the writing, the directing, the cinematography, it it has been a, a joy to behold the black excellence and the black art, the 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 unapologetically black art, yeah, that Donald Glover and his team created mm-hmm. over these past seasons. And the episode that served as the series finale was very much an Atlanta episode. It was every bit of an Atlanta ep- episode. Um, and, you know, cause I caught up on the show. Right. And what I think was also pretty brave of them is for this show to go out with an episode that focuses very heavily on probably the one member of the like core four mm-hmm. who we knew the least about. Right. It, it 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 waits all the way to the last episode to finally give you some some um a peek behind the curtain of Darius as played by Lakeith Stansfield. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, and and that's brave considering that you know Donald Glover is the big name, and then you know there's certainly the the big presence of uh, Paperboy, right? Brian T- Tyree Henry, um, and they had spent a couple of episodes, you know, digging into Earn and Vanessa's relationship, and we spent definitely spent an episode with Vanessa, yeah, uh, uh, qu- quite quite an interesting episode in France with Vanessa, right, right, oh, and in America. With Mr. Chocolate. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was very it was it was very, you know, you know, uh strange. I gotta say, like, I was like, wait a minute, we're gonna spend this time with him. Yeah. You know, and, and especially because how Darius lives his life, he pretty much just lives and just goes from beat to beat the beat. Right. But it works. I mean, in a lot of ways. I always found Darius to be most representative of the show. Well, yeah. Like Darius yeah. was a character yeah. that had his had a foot 
firmly in the real world. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, from the very first moment we saw him, there was something a little surreal. Yes. About Darius. Like one of the one of my favorite images from the entire run of the show is the very first time we meet him where he has the handkerchief around his face and he's holding a knife. Oh, yeah. And a yeah, plate yeah. of cookies. I forgot about that. Yeah. When Ern comes into the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's in, in a lot of ways, you, you have to go out with him. And I love, you, you know, I don't want to give it away for people yes, who do we, haven't seen the episode. Carol Blackwell's in the chat saying he hasn't watched the last episode right. yet. But I love the implication, I'll just say this, that retroactively, potentially, Darius was the most important character of all. How about And I'll that? leave it at that. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Um, I don't know whether or not we talked about this here on the show or just between us, but I know that I had a conversation with you, and I probably had a conversation with a couple other people as well, about... Does Atlanta have the opportunity mm -hmm. to become the black man's Seinfeld? Being that it's it's a show that it's about something because it's about these people's relationships, but often the episodes can go wherever. Right. And even in dealing with these these core four um uh leads in the in the show. Sometimes the show, the, the episode st still can have a bit of a wayward feel about them. Like they're just right. kind of like trying to find their way, you know? Right. Um, much like Seinfeld was famously a, about a show about nothing. And I think that I have landed on this does have the opportunity to do so because despite some pop cultural references right then they don't lean on them by any way by by any means for for the comedy in the show i don't think so right maybe one or two times but for the most part a lot of these episodes a lot even a lot of these seasons feel evergreen and you can return to them because at the at the the core it is about the characters and it's yeah. about uh them learning how to occupy the spaces in which they are growing into right you know because there is definite definitely even in Darius there is growth from that first episode all the way to the last episode they are changed in individuals and you can't say that about Seinfeld no and and I think First of all, I agree that the one thing that they have in common is I do think they're both evergreen. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you can just keep watching. And, and I think there are a lot of shows, you know, a lot of good shows that are like that. But I always felt like Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld unapologetically were making a sitcom. Yes. They kind of deconstructed it. They kind of played with it. But at the end of the day, we are making a sitcom. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And I think from the very beginning, Donald Glover had higher or I'll say different aspirations. I think he developed Atlanta. different aspirations. I think I, it's there from the very beginning. 
I think he kind of I think he's kind of deconstructing the the sitcom a little bit in the beginning. I think Donald Glover was trying to do something artful from mm-hmm. the very first episode. I, I mean, I, I really do think he was and, and I'm trying to think of a good equivalent of a television show that from the very first episode, you can tell the creators were like, I'm trying to do something here mm-hmm. that that people are going to talk about from now on in different places and different locations. The only thing that's that's popping up in my mind is something like The Prisoner. Okay. Where from the very first shot. You're talking are you talking about the prisoner, the, 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 the old the, the old sci-fi television series. Show. Right, right. Okay. Where I think Donald Glover was really trying <clears> to make <throat> an art piece. And and you know it sounds sort of um pretentious. Mm-hmm. But sort of following his interviews and listening to him from the very beginning, I, I really do think he and his brother were trying to do something that was like almost a, an, an installation, an art installation. Well, I, I think we're, I think we're landing on the same place. I don't necessarily know whether or not I agree that that was what the show was from the beginning, because I think it, I think that he began deconstructing the the sitcom as it was at that time mm-hmm. because it had already gone through a couple of you know iterations and people had been picking at it um and i think he was playing with that and then in pulling back the layers he found that especially as the show was uh, garnering success. Right. And, and the critical success. I was about to say critical and a little a bit of commercial success. A little bit of commercial success, but I have a funny feeling that he's the type of guy where the critical success is what is going to like really fuel him. Right. Because and he, he knows re- that he's got them in his right. in and his what pocket. He was going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and once he got that, then he realized, you know, like, oh, okay, so now I can play a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And and there the, the 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 floodgates open to what this can be. You know what I mean? Um but either way, you're right. It it landed yes. on a place of sheer beauty. Yeah. You know? And yeah. It, it was really uh, first of all, I want to say right now that while I would have finished this show eventually, mm-hmm. I want to thank you because you were the one that like really spurred me on to like really you're like, yo, Len, you really need to be checking this out. Yeah. And I checked it out. And I will say, wow, there are a lot of great episodes on here. Mm-hmm. You're right, though. The satire about Disney and the Goofy movie <laughs> is one of the most, one of the most scathing, hilarious pieces of media I have seen in a long time long time and as a disney guy you know i'm not going to say more of it well more of that episode is based on truth than you would think i know i know like that interview where the guy says goofy is like a silly colored kid Mm -hmm. that is a verbatim interview yeah yeah so you know yeah 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 so sad to see it go glad we can always revisit it I am too. Looking forward to see what Donald Glover is going to do next. I cannot believe that he held that cast together for this long. 
Well, you know what? Because I just knew, like, like, how did this not fall apart with all four of them being the, stars? You know, you. Yes, they all are f- stars. But here's the difference is, especially, I shouldn't say especially, but I think it is more so true with a black performer, mm-hmm. right? When you all get a taste of stardom, but you can all trace it back to the same event. Okay. Then there is an appreciation for that, right? Right. Um, And especially if that event is something that you can look back on and be proud of. It's not just that the show blew up and it's like, oh yeah, we were on this good, you know, okay show. No, we were actually doing something. I wasn't one of the cast members in the first season of Welcome Back Carter. Right. And then I went and made a movie. Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 it's, right. it's, it's, and, and you have an appreciation for that. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and, you know, let's also remember that the, in the world in which we live, while they were a part of this show, this is a show that was doing 10 episodes a season. Right. This wasn't back in the day when you were your whole year was blocked out because you were doing 22, 24 episodes a season. That's true. And then maybe you maybe you had three months of the summer to do a movie. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's a, a, a totally different feel, totally different vibe. And then once the the you know the accolades come for the show, then they can pretty much write their own ticket and set their own schedule. Then there's that. You know, where and, you can have a whole year take place in Europe. And everyone doesn't have to be in the same episode. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so you, you're able to make it work. Yeah. Um, so that was dope. I, I'm really, very happy for that. Um, Farrell Blackwell is mentioning, I think the cast was able to stick together because they came in as underdogs. There was only really one star, Donald Glover, in the beginning. That's yeah, very true. Absolutely. Uh, and Farrell Blackwell also mentioned that for him, Atlanta was a hood version of the Cosby show that did shrooms. Well... No, well, I, I'm not going to go there. I don't think that it was definitely. It definitely seems like maybe it was some mind altering. There were mind altering substances involved. Yes, at some point with some of the people. Yes, some of them were involved in one of the, another very hilarious episode. How about that? of the show, of the show? So, um, actually, a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a mind altering. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. So there, there is Atlanta, ladies and gentlemen. Our Atlanta talk. We also want to give you a heads up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a little bit of bad news for you, but it's also good news for you. Then let me explain. Vincent and I are reviewing Blank Man tonight, but I know a lot of people are eagerly awaiting to hear what Vincent and I think of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And we're going to share a couple of thoughts and uh, talk about that film a little bit uh, right now. But if you're waiting for our review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wait no more. Ha ha. Because the review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the Michelle Mission review, is available now where podcasts uh, be, including the Michelle Mission feed. Vincent and I were so excited um, from watching this film, coming out of this film. We each have seen the film. We saw the film together and then we saw it each with our families. 
we were so excited that we could not even wait to get before the cameras to do the review. So we sat down without the cameras on and just boom, knocked out a review so that we could get it out there in the feed this week. So if you go to the Michelle Mission feed or if you're a subscriber to the Michelle Mission, um, wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, you will see that the Michelle Mission review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever is right there for your listening pleasure. <coughs> Spoiler alert. We go in on the film. So yes. it is, we are spoiling it. So if you haven't seen it, you don't want to listen to it just yet. It's completely spoiled. Yes. Now, we are going to share some thoughts about Black Panther Wakanda Forever right now. And we will try to avoid any spoilers that are not given away in right. the trailer. Right. So we won't mention the fact that the multiverse variant of Rhodey played by Terrence Howard shows up. No, no. We won't talk about Vincent, that part. I'm sorry. Vincent. I'm sorry. He says, I'm Iron Man. See, I know. We promised that there was not going to be any, any spoilers. We did, and okay? I did. All right, so forget the part about Terrence Howard showing yeah, up. Forget the part about Terrence Howard showing up, that you didn't hear that. You didn't erase that from your brain. We'll see right, if we right, can right. cut that out of the podcast. We also won't talk about the fact that the sister that played Glory, the Black Secretary Vincent, in the Spider-Man live action show Vincent, from 1982 shows up. Vincent! Okay, I shouldn't mention that part. No, either. you don't want to mention that part. I don't want to mention that part. Gosh, man, what are you doing? I'm sorry. My bad. Man, that, it, why don't you just tell him that? how about DC sold Black Lightning to Marvel so that he could show up in so Wakanda? he shows up too. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. You sorry. didn't hear that. I'm sorry. You didn't hear that. I'm sorry. You didn't hear that. Okay. I'm sorry. No more, though. No more. No more. No, no more. So, Vince... <laughs> people are like what the hell are these guys doing um so vincent we saw what black panther wakanda forever we did indeed right we did indeed i think we can both agree that this was a rousing success it was 180 million dollars 180 million dollars domestic domestically 330 million dollars worldwide right 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 it's opening weekend you have to say that part too because that money spins too that's true that's yeah. very true that's very true what are your takeaways from spoiler spoiler free spoiler free takeaways from black panther wakanda forever i am amazingly impressed by how ryan coogler was able to pull all of this together mm-hmm. talk about keeping a cast together Keeping it exactly. I think. I think anytime you have one of these Marvel films, which at this point they're a genre onto itself. Yep. This is the 30th Marvel Cinematic Universe film. And a director is able to carve out his own vision mm-hmm. within this machine. It should be applauded. Yes. Ryan Coogler, Coogler obviously did it with the first Black Panther, so he had a template. Mm-hmm. But considering all of the immense pressure to follow up that, and then with the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah. How do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. I thought it was dealt with eloquently. Yes. I thought it was dealt with in a surprise surprisingly mature manner Mm -hmm. like in a film about underwater people and fake metal and 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 
Unbreakable Spears. Mm -hmm. It is a surprisingly mature film. It is. I think it's a lot of joy. Yeah. I I, th I think that the acting is superb. The design work is ridiculous. Yeah, Ruth Carter puts her thing down, man. I, I, I share it with Lynn. I had a little nerd, had a little nerd rage at you, you know, I, part of my my nerd collecting is I do collect the the specialized action figures. Mm -hmm. Like I collect the Marvel Legends. You're right, right, right. And I was very much looking forward to buying the Namor figure assuming it would have the headdress that he wears. Yes, yes. And then the figure apparently is not going to have the headdress. So literally before we went live, I was telling Lynn how I was pissed about that. I know. Because the designs. I know. The costumes. I know. Are ridiculous. I've, Carter is is a genius. I read an uh a article with her interview with her where she talks about how she had to have people get into the waters with the designs with the, the the outfits so she could see how they would react under the water so then she had to figure out you know how to weight the particular um like armaments and headrests headdress that you see down there so that they would move exactly how she wanted and they would sit exactly how she she wanted i'm learning about that in real time right now that is insane i know man i know i know i know Give because ruth carter all the flowers any other movie would have just said oh we'll do it in post we'll cgi it yeah don't worry yeah. about it right yeah it, you you talked about how mature this film is it is very mature be, especially considering <clears throat> ryan coogler takes the passing of chadwick boseman i think very smartly and intelligently weaves it into the fabric of the movie yeah um by not messing around with it like taking you there okay li almost literally returning you to that moment easy no, no, i'm just You're, saying okay that's all that's all and then using that as a fulcrum upon which to turn his story yeah because the story turns on everyone and it literally is everyone um all of the the people in Wakanda and even Namor and his people, all of them learning how to deal with loss, and yeah, deal with grief, yeah, and their reactions to it, because that's what these this movie is very much about that as well. Uh, as as much as it is about, you know, where Wakanda stands in a greater context of the Marvel Cinematic sure, Universe and sure. all that type of stuff. Um, but I thought that that was just done expertly i thought think that the casting is amazing because you know all of the people from wakanda were already set yeah you know, you're, you're already feeling them and 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 they are feel even more lived in into their roles letitia wright uh, you know is she she is the lead yeah for for this movie and i think she wears it very well she yeah. wears that mantle very well um no one can say enough about Angela Bassett, except 
goddamn Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett, man. Uh, Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett will, will, she is going to, first of all, Angela Bassett is going to like floor you, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen it, I see that there are a few people in the chat who haven't seen the film yet. I don't know what you're waiting for. She is going to floor you. And then you're going to wake up and you're going to say, where am I? And then you're going to see Angela Bassett's shoulders. <laughs> and you are going to pass out again. You are going to pass out again at her shoulders. Um, because, and then you're going to realize that this is a woman in her 60s. Angela Bassett is not here to play with y'all. And you will drop yet a third time. Yeah. Because she is a beast. Angela Bassett is not a game. You, you, you can tell this movie, if, if there was any doubt, this movie shows that the prototype for the Dora Milaje was the queen. the queen. That is the prototype for the yeah. Dora Milaje. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And the the casting even goes to the two new entries into Marvel Cinematic Universe. We mentioned Namor, um, cast by Tina Herrera, who I think does a fabulous job giving you a more rounded, more grounded, yeah. a more realistic, a more authentic Namor that is still true to the character from the comics, but is a better yeah. character yeah. than what we see in the comics. It's such a fascinating story. It is. It really is. Um, and then Dominique Thorne as Riri yeah. Williams. Yeah. Man, she oh, Dominique Thorne. Okay, Dominique. She got a little show coming on. She got too. a little show coming Looking on. Looking forward to that. She's a little bit of the comic relief in this yeah. movie, and it's funny. Um, I'm not going to talk about Lapita and the Wanga because <laughs> <laughs> I, I might melt if I talk about yeah, Lapita and the Wanga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lapita Nyanga is always Lapita Nyanga. Mm-hmm. Nakia, Nakia, Lord. I said it on the review, and I'll, I'll say this: there's, there's, there's a moment where she's supposed to be undercover. Hell, here you go, here you go. <laughs> Which I think is the most ridiculous moment in cinematic history. I know. Lupita Nyong'o in a little sundress, trying to be low key. Yes, yes. Like, what are you doing? I know. Every eye in a five mile radius is on you. Mm. But well, she was wearing glasses. She was wearing glasses. So though. she was in disguise. She was in disguise. Yeah. They didn't they they, they weren't sure. Yeah. They were sure. she looks like the glasses. They're right, throwing me off. Right, They're right. throwing me off. I got can't be sure. I don't know who that vision is walking in front of me, but <laughs> since she has glasses on, I guess I shouldn't pay attention to her. <laughs> Obviously, she's unassuming. The other thing I will say about this film, because there had there was mention before the film came out uh-huh. about the runtime, that it is two hours and 40 minutes. Yes, it is. I have to be honest. I saw this film twice. Yeah. I didn't feel it at all. No. I don't no. feel the runtime at all. No, you don't. It, 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 there's a lot going on. There's a lot of story. But there's not any downtime. No. Yeah, no, 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 and and the downtime goes pretty quick because I think the downtime is probably the part that we talked about in the trailer that I you could have cut 
right. could have done without. You know, right. it's fine that it's there, but you could probably could have done without it. But that is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, ladies and gentlemen. Right, right. Check out the full review. The full review is available now wherever you get podcasts. It'd be show mission review of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Check it out. Where you found this one? There you go. All right. All right. All right. Top five. Who's your top five? Ladies and gentlemen, where I give Vincent a top five list of my creation and then he comments on it. Yes. And tonight's top five is going hand in hand with the release of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. And our review of Blank Man. Blank Man. All right. So tonight's top five, Vincent. Okay. Is the top five black superheroes okay worse than blank man five black superheroes worse than blank man to put it to put it another way five black superheroes that i believe blank man could beat that blank man could beat yes okay five of them five all right here we go here we go starting with number five number five Black Vulcan <laughs> from the Super Friends animated series of the 70s fame. Black Vulcan, who was uh, a African-American lightning-powered superhero. Yes. Who was created just for the show. Yes. Just so <laughs> Hanna-Barbera and DC Comics didn't have to pay the creators of Black Lightning. That's right. For using their character. That's right. In the show. And the creator of Black Lightning's name is? Uh, Tony Isabella. Tony Isabella. That's yes, right. Tony Isabella. That is right. Yes. Um, uh, uh, an Italian man, before you you, you Google him. Um, yes. He was solely created. Yes. Just so that he, he, that he didn't have to pay he for Black is Lightning. The comic book embodiment of a dick move. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, and because he is a walking dick move. Yeah. I believe that Blank Man could defeat him. I 100% agree with you. Furthermore, you gave him more respect than he deserved by sh- giving him showing the picture from the waist up. Oh, yeah. So you don't see his the, tidy whiteies. The, the unitard. The unitard. They didn't get that black man pants. I know. I know. They did not. Yes. So that's number five. Number five. So you agree, Blank I Man? I 100% take him. agree. All right. Number four. <clears throat> number four. Hammer Man. Hammer Man. Hammer, who was uh, Stanley. What was his last name? Stanley. I actually don't. Remember, I don't Stanley know Stan, Jackson. I don't know. Uh, I don't know MC Hammer's government. I believe his. I believe his real name was. I know uh, you better stay real respectful though. <laughs> why? Stanley Stanley Burrell. Okay, Stanley Burrell, um, who would don his magic shoes. Yes, dancing shoes. Yes, and turn into Hammerman. 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 Now, if there is any doubt, uh huh. That blank man, yeah, could beat 
Hammerman. Okay. I turned to a review of the Hammerman cartoon show. Okay. Saturday morning cartoon. I've never seen an episode. Really? I've never seen an episode. I pretty I sure I've seen it at least. Existed. I'm pretty sure I've seen at least one episode. I turned to a review of the show by Entertainment Weekly journalist Dalton Ross. Okay, and and Mr. Ross says who listed Hammerman on a top five list of his own. Okay, Hammer Hammerman landed at the top. Okay, of his list of the top five most ridiculous things to be turned into a Saturday morning cartoon. Okay. And said about the show, when it comes to idiotic adaptations, you can't touch this. You, uh, I, I see what he did there. Yeah. Yes. So, Hammerman, Blank Man could definitely beat yes. Hammerman. But with all due respect to the actual MC Hammer, who we would never be disrespectful to, because you've never, you've never, you've never heard any of the stories of MC, like the real stories about MC Hammer. Oh, well, like MC Hammer was really like a thug. And now, yeah, ain't nobody using the T word. Okay, what word are we using? We're, we're using the speak about him respectfully <laughs> word. But the cartoon, yes. I ain't worried about no hammer. Okay, all right, I, easy. I ain't worried about hammer. All right, easy. Some I'm not. Point, some point we're trying to get back to the West Coast. Go ahead. Number three. Number three. Steel. I really hoped Steel would show up. On Warner this Brothers. Now, yes. Not Steel from the comics. No, this isn't Steel from the comics. This is not Steel from the comics. I'm I'm not gonna go that far. No. Because that Steel was, you know, he was he, he was okay. John Henry Irons in the yes. comic books was no, okay. No, 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 This is Shaq Steel. Shaq Steel. Shaq Steel. Shaq Steel, the seven foot three. Um, I'm a weapons designer. Weapons designer, who, who, most profound weapon was a hammer. Was a hammer. I think Blank Man. Yeah. Who created a transistor belt radio? Yes, he did. Out of a box of sucrets. Yes, yes, he did. Could take steel. I think he could. I think he. I can think he could. He could. I think he could undo steel in a heartbeat. Right. All right. So that's number three. Number three. Number two. Number two. Mal Duncan. You leave Mal Duncan alone. I love Mal. Mal Duncan, famously from DC Comics, <coughs> but has been portrayed in animation. Yes. On Young Justice. Yes. Um, he was basically the sidekick <laughs> to the Teen Titans. He was a black guy. He had the power of being a black guy. Y- you know what he was? He was the original, the other guy. He was a black guy. That's what he was. <laughs> he teen- was. He was. The Teen Titans were Robin, Aqualad, Wonder Girl, Kid Flash, Speedy, and Mal Duncan. He was the black guy. <laughs> it was the seventies. They were being relevant. But then they said, oh, we got to give him a power. Oh, don't do we this. We got to do something Duncan. for him. I don't like this. So then first, Mal Duncan finds an old shield. Right. Right. He right. finds an old gold shield. Right. Right. Laying around. Just laying around kind of like in the attic. Albert in, in the Hey, hey, hey. Hey, what's that over there in the junkyard? This shield that I found in the junkyard. 
Next thing you know, he's rolling around as the Guardian. That's right. That's right. He gets a, a reinterpretation of a 1940s superhero. I was going to say, he got the hand-me-down costume. And he got right. the hand-me-down costume. He got the hand-me-down shield. This is all 100% true, ladies and gentlemen. Now, that's not a bad idea, even right. though the shield was kind of whack. It looked like a police badge. Right, so right. I really, and his, his garb looked kind of like a police right. uniform. But, so he was really running around like a black cop. But we can do better than that. No, we can do better. Because his next power? We, we can do better than that. He loses the shield. Loses the shield. But don't feel bad for him because he trips over Gabriel's horn. He finds a magic horn. He finds Puff the magic horn. Yeah. And then becomes, <laughs> wait for it, the horn blower. The horn blower. <laughs> Again, this is all 100%, 100% accurate. 100% true. Yeah. He becomes the horn blower. Yes, he does. Who can blow his horn. Blow his horn. And sing a song. And, and, I mean, I think it opened like spatial space warps or something never, like You know what? It was very, you know what? They didn't even care enough to really define. They didn't. The horn was a MacGuffin. It was just something it that was, he could roll around because he never really used it. Someone told editorial, you cannot just have a black guy running around as the black guy. Yes. Which is what Mal was. Which is all he was. Yeah. Which is all he was. You leave Mal. I have, I have a soft spot for Mal. Mm-hmm. Nin- 1972 black characters in DC. I don't. I know. That's why he's number two. Number two. Well, who's who's worse than Mal? I'll tell you who's worse than Mal. All right. Meteor Ooh, Man. Okay. Don't. I thought we don't. I thought we didn't use the M word anymore. We're not reviewing it. Okay. We're just bringing him. We're putting him in his proper context. Okay. Now the reason why Meteor Man, I believe, Blank Man could take him. One. Despite having powers, yes, Meteor Man still has to roll around in a padded suit. Yes, he does. Why do you need a padded suit if you have powers? Right, right, true. Plus, while he has powers, he doesn't even know how to use his powers. It's just sort of a greatest American hero situation going on. Yes. Say what you will about Blank Man, and we'll have plenty to say in our upcoming review. Blank Man knows how to use all of his equipment. That is very true. He is very much in control of the technology. Like, he's a DIY guy. Yes. And he knows his stuff. He knows what to do. That's true. So, because of that, he is not only a better hero than Meteor Man, I believe he could take Meteor Man. He could if, take if he Meteor if he had to. You know what? I'll go along with that. He could take Meteor Man. I'll go along with that because Meteor Man doesn't really pull it together. He, he never the entire film. That's true. So that is my top five black superheroes that Blank Man that could blank take. Man could take. All right. What do you well feel done. about that list? Well done. I don't really like the Mal thing. Come on, Vince. I have a soft spot for Mal. You just got a soft spot for him because he's in that that gorgeous The Other Side of DC history book. I wasn't even going to bring that But mind you, he's only really in there because of his his girlfriend slash wife, Bumblebee. I love the fact that you're nerding it up right now. Well, look. Yeah. We started nerdy with Kevin Conroy. Well, that's why I I wasn't going to (laughs) go too far into the Mal stuff. Right. But yes. Well done. All right. All right. That's the key. What you 
Degrees of Durville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent and I will... Well, I won't do anything. I'm actually going to give Vincent right. two actors. Yes. And Vincent is going to try to get to those actors in six movies or less. Six movies or less. Connecting them to the ultimate black superhero. Durville Martin. Durville Martin. That's right. All right. I'm glad you didn't put Dolomite on there because, you know, I guess Dolomite could count as a superhero. I guess he I could. I mean, he's a human tornado. I guess he could, but... Black dot, blank man ain't taking dolomite. Oh, he, he don't want no parts. He don't want no parts of the dolomite. No parts of human tornado. No, 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 no. And mind you, I didn't even go to Jim Kelly <laughs> because, to be fair, to be fair, while I'm not sure, I I don't think blank man could take Jim Kelly. Right, right. Because Jim Kelly probably take him to the car wash and have him fighting in soap. Right now, however. Uh-huh. If it was Blank Man and the other guy, the other guy could take the other guy could take because he had a better drop kick. He's been taking karate lessons. That's it's, actually in the film. They, he they, could teach they Jim Kelly. Set that up. That he said, "I'm going my way to karate." I said, "Ooh, that'll probably be important later." I jotted that down. All right, all right. But who we got? All right, Vincent. So in six movies or less, get from Derville Martin. Derville, it's no theme. You just you just pick two schmoes. Well, you no, just pick two I, schmoes out of I, a book. I didn't pick just two schmoes. Uh, Blank Man takes place in 1994. Okay, so I looked at films from 1994. Okay, and looked tried to find um, significant and leading actor and actresses. Okay, from all right. 1994. 1994 is the year. So, do you want the actor or the actor? Always ladies first. Ladies first. In six movies or less, get to from Derville Martin. Derville Martin. To Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? I'll do that real quick. All right. So that I get to the mister. Okay. Derville Martin is, of course, in five on the black hand side with Dick Anthony Williams, who, mm-hmm. of course, is in Mo Better Blues. With Denzel Washington, who's in the Inside Man with Jodie Foster. Oh, wow, I forgot all about the Inside Man. Bingo, bango, boingo. Well done, Vincent. All right. Well done. Knocked it out the box. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we get to the actor. Who was she in in 94? In 94, she was actually in. That's not contact year, is it? No, no, no. Contact is 2000s. It's um, kind of 2000s? Oh, no, excuse me. You're right. It it was close to that, but it was 97. Okay. Uh, In 94, she was in two films. She was in Nell and the film you probably saw her in, well, I'm I'm assuming you saw Mm -hmm. her in, was Maverick with Mel Gibson and James Garner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so that was very good, Vincent. Now okay. you're ready for the actor? I am ready for the actor. And six films or less get from Derville Martin. Derville to Martin too. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. Okay. How how do I want to get to Nicholas Cage? You tell me. Okay. Nicholas Cage. Cherry, what do I want to tell? I want to get to Nicholas. Nicholas Cage. How do I get to Nicholas Cage? Uh, 
Oh, can I get to Nicolas Cage like this? Who else is? Okay, this is how I'm going to get to Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. Denzel, Denzel Washington. Um, Derville Martin is in... So I'm going to take a long way. Okay. I don't want to take too long. I hope I don't take too long. Okay, so Deborah Martin, five on the black hand side. Uh, so Dick Anthony Williams to Denzel Washington again in Mo Better Blues. Denzel Washington is in Devil in a Blue Dress with um, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle is in the remake of Ocean's Eleven with George Clooney. Mm -hmm. George Clooney is in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou with um, Roseanne. John uh, Goodman. John Goodman. What's that, five? Am I at five? Yes. Okay, perfect. Because John Goodman is in Raising Arizona with Nicolas Cage. Okay. All right. Raising Arizona. I just want to. I just want to make sure. Oh, oh take your time. I, I was because because that's my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. It's my favorite Coen Brothers movie. Uh, you are correct. Oh yeah. He is in. Uh, he is in there. All right. Very yeah, good. Yeah, I was trying to get to Holly Hunter. I was like, oh no, John Goodman's in there too. But yeah. Very. What's good. he in ninety four? Ninety four. Uh, he's actually in three films in okay. ninety four. Um, I'm not going to count the. He he did a documentary as well, but I'm not going to count that. Okay. In nineteen ninety four, Nicholas Cage is in Guarding Tess. Okay. Um, with movie. with um, um, Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. He's also in It Could Happen to You with your girlfriend Bridget Fonda. <laughs> hey hey hey. Only in Jackie Brown. <laughs> and he is alongside John Levitz and Dana Carvey in Trapped in Paradise. Okay. A Christmas film from okay. that year. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. 94. Good year for both actors. Very good year. Very good year. And very good, Vince. Well done. All right. Well done. All right. Okay. Well. It's, it's time. It's time for us to get into our All review. Right. Let's, let's, let's get into it. Of Blank Man. Blank Man. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. city plagued with crime when hope is gone and help is out of reach please help me hey get off the car you bum only one man can stand in the way of evil look i'm a crime fighter no man get ready to rumble has ever been so bold no crime fighter so brave. Want to try it again, pal? Why don't you shoot him in the head? Yeah, shoot him in the head. Uh-oh. 
Save yourself. There's no point in us all dying. I'll never forget you, my love. And no crusader has inspired so many. It's a big world, and we all have to do our part. Columbia Pictures presents... I have to make the world a safer place for my children. You got to be with the woman first! You a virgin! Well... Damon Wayans. Please, call me Blank Man. Blank Man. Now, stand back. Because these guys... Two... Blank suits. Are what the world's been waiting for. Ah! Did you find a bomb? Yeah, but not the one we're looking for. Damon Wayans. Hang on, I'm coming down. We're gonna have to deliver this baby. Can't do that. We'll have to see her thing. David Alan Greer. Kevin, I can't eat. What? Talk lame to the buckle. I would love to play with you, but now is not the time. And introducing. J5. My plan serves me correctly. J5 should be gingerly on his way. Blank man. Slapped me around and called me Susan. Ah! I warned you, Susan. Ah! Blank man, a 1994. For superhero parody directed by Mike Binder and starring Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer. After his grandmother is killed in a mafia hit, Daryl, played by Damon Wayans, fashions a bulletproof overcoat to wear over red long johns, becoming Blank Man, a superhero without any superpowers, saves some inventive tinkering skills. When Blank Man's crime-fighting crusade causes a sensation around the city of Metro, Daryl's brother Kevin, played by David Allen Greer, reluctantly agrees to become Blank Man's sidekick, Other Guy, <laughs> to impress local news anchor Kimberly, Kimberly, played by Robin Givens. Yes. But the mob is fighting back. Directed by Michael Binder... Written by David Damon Wayans and and because JF Lockman and Jake, you got to give everybody <laughs> Jeff give Lockman. them their flowers. Yeah, give them their flowers. This was the choice of Lynn Webb. Lynn, how would you like to begin our conversation around 1994's Blank Man? Revisiting this film, you know, as as we do, we do a little bit of research behind the film. Yes, right. So I was not surprised in like, you know, going back over history of the movie that this movie was considered a, a, uh, a disappointment at yes. the box office. Yes. Right. And I was not surprised that this movie seemingly has garnered mostly negative reviews mm -hmm. um, over the years. Uh, it actually has a 12% rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes uh, with an average rating of 3.8 out of 10. Um, so it's, it's a film that it, that doesn't seem to be held in high regard. No. Right? Which maybe makes sense because it is from 1994 and in 1994 this film you'd say is a superhero parody. 
superhero films were they weren't what they are now sure but they were still kind of like in the zeitgeist mm -hmm. at that time because of superman the superman films of the 70s and 80s and of course the batman movies I was about to say the batman films who are... even more more recently yeah. at that time you know people were looking for comic book movies um blank man not based on a comic book but kind of like living in that world right it also chooses as opposed to doing a parody of the superhero films of the day it is truly a parody of the superhero films of uh the 90s yesterday right. specifically the 1966 iteration of the batman tv show sure batman 66 right yeah this movie is in tone and also and also even in its production a swipe at that series right with its bold colors with its dutch angles um with you know blank man being just this gosh shucks type of type of superhero and having like this this sidekick um this relationship with the with the with the cops or his the relationship he has in his mind with the police right um it's it's all a stab at at that so i wasn't surprised to to relive that aspect of it but what i was surprised upon watching blank man is that how funny this movie is wow i laughed genuinely out loud more than a few times watching Blank Man. Wow. I enjoyed myself so much watching Blank Man. And I think I did because, one, I definitely could live in the space. I can appreciate a parody of the Batman 66 because I'm Batman. Right. Um... And I think it, it gets that spot on. And also looking at this film from a 21st century lens, you look at Damon Wayans character of Daryl and you are seeing him totally differently. In 1994, you're just seeing this, this guy who seems a little mixed up, mm -hmm. you know, um detached from reality as it were yes a 21st century lens you're looking at this person who certainly seems to have some type of mental sure uh issues yeah absolutely going on but it's not you could also say this man is a bit of a savant on the spectrum a bit yeah yeah because, absolutely because he is taking nothings and creating working instruments of justice yeah they ain't the the, the coolest looking things but the the thing i stand on is that everything this man creates it works yes he's not 
a dysfunctional superhero. Mm -hmm. He's not even necessarily a bumbling superhero, mm -hmm. right? He has limitations, and those limitations are strictly because of who he is as a man. He's not a fighter. So he doesn't, he has absolutely no idea of how to fight. Right. He's an idealist. So, you know, he therefore naively goes into the streets and goes into certain situations. Um, but he's not, he's not scared when asked to deal with, a, a, take on a task, he goes there. He's, he's a little trepidatious about it mm -hmm. because he knows that, Oh my God, you know, this, this might go a little wrong, but he's going, he's going to go and do his best. You know, he's very forthright. He is intelligent. <clears throat> He's not a dope. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is, he is actually very well depicted by Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans never, ever steps out of the character. He, he absolutely he, commits. He lives in that character, yeah. as does everyone in this film. They know exactly what film they are in. They are living in that world. They are having that fun, and they are playing their roles in, the, in that world as straight as that character would be played, mm. right? And in there is the comedy... And then there is where I was laughing my butt off. I enjoy, man, look, I enjoyed this movie so much. He says, like, you know, there's a moment where he invents, I, I, I mentioned it earlier, he, he mentions like a two-way walkie-talkie in, in a yes. belt buckle. Yeah. And he, and he calls he calls his cousin. Yeah. At, at his job. Right, right. And, and his cousin, he's like, he's talking. He's like, and you just hear his voice. You got to talk into the buckle. Yeah, yeah. I, I howled. I just, yeah, just his, was, his line reading there it looked like he was because it looks like he's talking to 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 his jammy. Right, so it's like a dick joke. It's a bit of a dick joke. A dick it joke. is, but it's a smart Ooh, dick joke. Is it? I think it's a smart dick joke. Okay, it, that's why it's two of us. Especially, especially when you consider that this is a Wayans. Yes, and oh, one yeah, of our absolutely. critiques of the Wayans films of his younger brothers uh -huh. have been that they have lived in the lowbrow, and even actually found a lower bar uh -huh. than the lowbrow. Right, right. And I think that this movie, for the most part, uh -huh. while there are a f a couple of lowbrow moments, it doesn't live there at all. Not at all. I don't think. And I think that the moments that are there are true to the character and they come out of the character being being true. Like you you talked about there's a premature premature ejaculation joke that runs three times and yes. 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 But it works because Oh it works. Because it's it's Daryl uh -huh. who right. famously is told, you know, yeah. you're a virgin. Right, right. So when Robbie so it, character kisses him. Kisses him. Right. He start, he and, and when he starts spazzing eh, yeah, yeah, it's it was it was funny. Okay, it was it was funny physical humor. It was it was it was it was a, the delight. I found this movie just really a, a refreshing. 
Okay. I I laughed. I I enjoyed Damon Wayans. David I, David Allen Greer. Look, David Allen Greer has yet to be wrong in any movie that I've ever seen him in. He is just just the glue that holds everything together. I think it's a shame that coming off of Boomerang, where he couldn't get Robin Givens or Halle Berry, then that? he shows up in this film and that? he again can't get Robin he Givens. Still can't get the girl. He still can't get the girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, and if and if he, you can't get the girl over black man. I know. Then you know, I guess that's why he shaved his head. Yeah, but yeah. um, so he he's good. Robin Givens, look, she's playing the female role. Yeah, I don't think she's bringing anything nuanced to the table at all. Um, she's a good sport. She's a good sport. She's a good sport. And admittedly, at this time in her career, she kind of has to be a good sport because she's on a like a little bit of a reclamation road, right? From her life with Mike Tyson and right. how that all played out, right? You got the actor John Paleta in here as the mobster. Yes. Always fun to see him. Is he giving the, the funniest lines? No. But Michael the suit Manelli, he's having fun. Mm. He's he's getting his he's getting his penguin on. He's like the penguin right, right. in this film. Jason Alexander of Seinfeld fame. Yeah. Wearing a bald cap. Yeah. I mean, it's a little silly. Ooh. But when they, you know, they capture him and they lock him up and he and he's 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 paralyzed. So he, he rolls around in a wheelchair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they lock up and they hoist up his wheelchair <laughs> so he can't roll away. Oh, that's I don't know. I thought that was funny. You also thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. Handicapped you. I, but it, but see, but they don't it, it's there, but they don't call attention to it. They don't. They don't mention it. It's just. I mean, it's a sight gag. The joke. It's a sight, but it's yeah. a sight gag. In and in a lesser film, they would have had the sight gag, film. and then they would have called attention you to the sight gag. They don't call attention don't to the sight gag. It's just if there. You notice it if you do, if you do you don't you do you don't you don't. So it worked. Okay. And and I laughed. I I look the it's it's a silly movie. It's you know it's got a who's this guy that plays plays the mayor. Um, uh, Christopher Lawford. You liked him too? No, he's okay. a, he's a three dollar Ted Danson. Right, but you know, you know, he, he's what he what it Enjoying is. So many things. I can't, you know, considering I you liked it. Considering that this script, the other thing you have to consider, uh huh, is that this script was originally written by J. F. Lawton. Okay, as a vehicle for Howard Stern. That oh. he was actually going to portray the uh, superhero that he he did on his radio show called Fart Man. Yeah. So this yeah. was originally a Fart Man script. Right, right. I can see how 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 easily adapted it from. But it got reworked. Oh, it got reworked into a much more genteel. Oh yes. <laughs> and funny yeah, uh-huh. oh, yeah. outing, right. which is all right. Blank man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I liked it. And you liked it. And I like when you like things. <laughs> I really do. I'm I am pleasantly surprised at the joy that this film brought you. And I, and I mean that. I'm not even being smart. I really do like when you like things. Like I like I, I like joy <laughs> in my friend's heart. 
because as we all know, you don't like many things. <laughs> so I am, I'm, I'm happy for you. Like, I'm happy that you enjoyed this. I, I did not. <laughs> I did not enjoy this film at all. I, I think at all, at all, like at all. <laughs> and part of the reason I didn't enjoy it is because I saw the potential of what apparently you hmm. saw realized. Okay. This as a parody mm-hmm. of Batman 66, of, of these type of, of campy superhero depictions through the mind of someone that, as you said, in the 21st century, we would say he's a savant, he's on the spectrum. And I think with some effort, the film could have been situated in a way that the more heightened parts of reality, you could see it through, you were, we're looking at it through his perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A, it doesn't do that. It doesn't, it, it never situates blank man as our point of view character no. so that we can say, okay, the, you know, they're in the tank. He's trying to drown him and he's wearing the ridiculous suits and all of this. We can't take this at face value. B, there's not one. There's not two. There are three deaths in this film where people are murdered, including their grandmother. That's true. Which is such a tonal whiplash in what is supposed to be a madcap film each time it took me completely out of it and just as I start to give myself to the film again and say okay it's a romp it's a farce someone else gets actually murdered so it's the grandmother the grandmother Jason Alexander's character and the mayor because it's the mayor first. No, the grandmother is first. No, no, I'm saying I'm, I'm saying the, the mayor is before Jason Alexander. Right. Okay. All right. All three of them are murdered, and I kept waiting for some wacky, some some wacky. They kind of come back around, and like somebody comes up out the rubble mm-hmm. with like the dust and stuff on their face. Nope. All three of them are murdered, and I I I I I, I think. I think this is very much an example of a by the numbers Wayans brothers product. I think this character that Damon Wayans plays blank man is a version of that kind of, 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 I don't know if we're supposed to use the word spastic anymore, but yeah, I don't think so. But, but that kind of, you, you know, awkward care, like, like he has like four different versions of this character mm-hmm. that he played throughout his tenure on In Living Color. He wheels it out every now and then. And it, it, the whole thing feels undercooked and lazy to me. Like they're like, like, like you, you had this idea of this character who's going to throw this stuff together, mm-hmm. but there's no real follow through to it. Even what you talked about where, where there's this underlying competence to what he puts together. 
other guy's suit isn't bulletproof. That's a, that's a fail. You know, you, you don't really get a sense of how he's putting this stuff together. Again, there's no actual attention paid to the ideas. Oh, okay, but uh, you never see that. There's one fart joke, which now, knowing that it was adapted from a fart man script, I did say, wow, we've, we've, we've got dick jokes, we've got gay jokes, we've got little people jokes. Where are the fart jokes? And I did wonder about the fart jokes, because I it, it really was lo- like I played lowbrow bingo, and I won. Except there were no fart jokes, but now I know they avoided the fart jokes because they took all the fart jokes out because it was a fart man script. Yeah, and I don't think Larry dies. The, Larry, who the the Jason Alexander's character? He one hundred percent dies. When at the end when they blow up the building, remember they can't pull him out. And other guy says, I'll remember you. No, he's joking with them because then when they go out the building, all of the bombs are in J5 and J5 blows up. Remember, he said, so Jason Alexander doesn't No, die? he doesn't die. Because okay. remember, he said, like, you know, do we have to tell him too? And he says, no. I'm sorry. There are two murders. Get your facts straight. Yeah, get my facts straight about the two murders. I, I, I almost feel bad. Because I don't have much new to offer, the critique of of Wayne's brother, like like I, I it's if you can you can pull up everything that I always say, like I absolutely adore the Wayans. Yes, yes, I love the family. I love how they operate. I I love their business acumen. I love how they produce things. <clears throat> if I was ten, this may have tickled me. I, I I just thought it was lowbrow. I thought it was juvenile. I did not laugh. That's not true. I laughed one time. I laughed one time, and I wrote down when when there's there's a moment where where the brothers go to see a psychiatrist, a court mandated psychiatrist, and David, oh yeah, David Allen Greer's character is talking about how his brother Damon Wayne's character is trying to fight crime, but of course. Since Blank Man is his secret identity, he pretends not to do it. So it looks like David Allen Greer's it's character crazy. is crazy. The psychiatrist says to Damon Wayans, is he always like that? And Damon Wayans says, and I quote, yeah, it's like living with a swollen Gary Coleman. <laughs> and that made me laugh because I had absolutely no idea what the joke was. Because, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, he's, you know, swolled up, you know. But but how's bigger. Gary Coleman get into it? A bigger like what's the joke with Gary Coleman? Because he looks like Gary Coleman. Because he looks like Gary. How Coleman. does he look like Gary Coleman? Because uh, he's black. The joke <laughs> makes no sense, but it was so out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I, he I said it's like living with a swollen Gary Coleman, I and I laughed because I was like, "What is he talking about?" I laughed. I laughed one because I thought it was fun. I thought it was a funny line. And two, it's an even funnier line where you think of that it, it, it is Daryl, aka Blank Man, saying a line because he doesn't seem like he has right like that 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 humor. But right. it, but he does have right. a button. swollen. It's kind of like Pat Nixon in Black Dynamite called him a moon cricket. But 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 that's also the sense of his humor because because he because he 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 throws a, he does a, a, a ill time joke with Robin Gibbons' character 
again, returning to the scene with the bombs where he says, like, you know, uh, he says, oh, my God, we, we couldn't get the bombs. Baby, I, I'll remember you. And then he starts to run out. And he says, oh, that was a blank joke. You know, it, 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 that that's that's his humor. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Nia, Nia Iman Smith uh, wrote that I completely agree, Len. Watched Blank Man about a year ago and was surprised how much I laughed out loud. Hey, look. Aaron Fry says the J5 bomb disposal mode gets me every time. Look, look. I can stand just a robot that. called J5. Yes, 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 I get it. Uh, and, and I admire the restraint that the robot didn't have an Afro wig. I loved it. Yeah. I, I, look, man, and, and, and you also touched on something. Okay. The reason why Batman 66 is not as um, uh, fondly remembered anymore is because the world, <coughs> including the fandom that took in uh, that iteration of Batman firsthand, uh-huh. has turned the page on Batman. And they don't really celebrate that depiction of Batman so much anymore. They still, they appreciate it. Mm -hmm. They appreciate it. A, a lot of them, that was their gateway into to Batman. And they like nods to it, like the animated Batman, the Brave and the Bold. But it's not, you know, celebrated like that because you've turned the page on it. But if you go back and remember, but it's also because the people that fell in love with that Batman, they're older. Right. They, they've aged out of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Blank Man being a parody of superhero superhero films and specifically Batman 66. Mm -hmm. I think there is something there for an adult to 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 appreciate. But it's for a younger audience. And that's where I disagree with you, though. Like, I think people who dismiss Batman 66 haven't actually watched it because Batman 66 was razor sharp. Yeah. Well, the first two seasons, the yes. first two seasons were actual satire. Mm, okay. Am, what am I in? Am, am I in bizarro world? <laughs> Are you serious? Right. No, now? They were so, yeah, they were good. They were good. No, no, no. They were razor sharp in their writing. I'm not going to go there. Come on, I'm not going to go there. No, you, stop it. I'm not going to go there. Stop it. It was good. No, it was this smart. This razor sharp. No, no. Get smart was smart. No, no, no. Get smart was also smart. And smarter. And better. Fine. Batman 66 was smart. Okay. Everyone was in on the joke. Everyone followed the joke to its logical conclusion. Mm -hmm. Everyone set up this bizarro world yes yes it was good yes it, it was thoughtful and smart this was not so this is almost like someone made a parody of batman 66 mm -hmm. who never actually watched batman 66 like they heard about it mm. like they said boom biff pow and they thought that's what Batman 66 was. But if you watched it, 
like I know you have. You just trying to defend this dumbass movie. <laughs> you would know that the, the this script wouldn't have gotten out of the gate in the third season of Batman. No, I hear you. I hear okay. you on that. I hear you on that. But, but what? <laughs> I think in doing a parody of a satire, you're just going to make it an out and out comedy. And I think they did. And I think right. for the most part, they succeeded. All right. I'm not saying it's the greatest comedy since, Look. since, uh, you know, since, ever. Since something else <laughs> came out immediately. Before. Look, man. I disagree. I, I I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. I enjoyed Blank Man. You enjoyed Blank Man. And I honestly, without sarcasm, enjoy when you enjoy things. I honestly do. I honestly do. I am I'm 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 curious. Like I feel like I need to go watch it again and see if like Lil' Kim or Neil Long is in it somewhere. <laughs> Trying to figure it out. So I guess the question is Yes, I would recommend you would people, recommend Blank Man. I would recommend people watch Black Man. Now, this is this this is one of my recommendations with a bit of a caveat. Oh no, oh no, oh, oh now you got caveats. <laughs> now it's caveats. I got a bit of a caveat uh-huh. for recommending Black Man. Uh-huh. I recommend Blank Man uh-huh. for the cookout. For, for the cookout. It's for the cookout. For the cookout. To put it on at the cookout. The cookout. You know, everybody sitting around eating the burgers, uh-huh. chicken, the uh-huh. ribs. Uh-huh. The kids running in and out. They'll catch it, a, a scene. Catch and they'll scene. sit down and they'll all of a sudden so, sit in and take in Blank Man. It's like, oh my God, it's funny. They'll be laughing uh-huh. and joking. For the kids. It's just for the kids. Right. And everybody will remember, oh, I remember Blank Man. Oh, that is, look at that. Silly. Oh, look at Robin Gibbons. Oh my right, God, right, it's Robin right. Gibbons. Right. And they'll, and they'll so be it's laughing. It's a communal experience. It's a communal experience. Right, right. Maybe have that some people adult beverages. Would, see, see, your problem is, who did you watch Blank Man with? I watched it by, by yourself. Exactly. Because I do it for a film podcast well, what's, where I and, and, and that's fine. And, I and that's fine. And I take notes. That's fine. But it's, it's so, kind of our whole shtick, actually. But like, like I think I think if you watch this film with, say, Adam, not right, Camille, because right. she's at that, you know, that cynical teenager age. Right, but right. with Adam, right, right. I think you might find him, you know. So a six-year-old is a good audience. I, 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 your six old, six, six year old, six year old. Yes, I think I think he might find many, some enjoyment. How many premature ejaculation jokes <laughs> I want to explain to my six year old? But you don't have to know that it's premature ejaculation. Exactly. All you know is just somebody just, has a strange reaction to a woman kissing him. You don't have to don't know have to what it is. Details. You don't. I don't. He could look like he's dancing. He's, he's just it's, it's, he's dancing. He's just doing the dance. He's got the hammer shoes. He's on. got the hammer shoes. Right. So so that's your caveat. I should watch. With a child. <laughs> That's your caveat? That's your thumbs up? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Two thumbs up in a pelvic thrust? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's, That's you. That's you. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. It was funny. Look, man, I do. I, I mean, he, he almost like dude, at the end of the film. At the end of the film, he like he spazzes. They, they 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 thought the joke was so funny that that's the joke they ended with. 
if they were really funny, they should have wheeled out a brand new robot and like his name should have been Randy. See, that would have impressed me. Or a new edition. Or a new edition. Well, see, that's see, no, it's because it's, it's, it's a continuation of J5. So you got to continue from J5. I, I know. So so you're going going to Randy. Randy. I, I know where you were going with Randy. Randy. But, but if it's a new edition. New edition. Right, right. I would not recommend this film. <laughs> I would not recommend this film. I don't, I don't, I, I feel like there are better ways to spend an hour and 36 minutes. Oh, sure. Than watching. I mean, that's not fair. Yeah, it's that's always, not fair. There's always, always better it's ways. always better ways. I wouldn't recommend this film. <laughs> I didn't find it funny. I, I found the ideas weren't really thought out that well. They weren't really executed that mm-hmm. well. I thought everybody, except Robin Givens. Like, I thought Robin Givens was a good sport. She was a good sport. This, but, you know, David Allen Greer, who I think is a phenomenal actor mm-hmm. and performer, I think just sort of went through the motions. Mm-hmm. Lynn, Lynn Thigpen was completely wasted. She was wasted. I will say that. And And Damon Wayans... I think this is a speed that I often see Damon Wayans in, in his film work where he's just sort of going like, like he just sort of goes th- through the motions. Like, like I'm thinking of the Damon Wayans films right now that I said, Damon Wayans is doing work, right? Like I really like him in the last boy scout. That's just, that might be it. Well, I, no, Bamboozled. I quietly like him. Oh, oh, of course, Bamboozled. I quietly like him. What's the uh, movie where he plays the sergeant? Oh, I, I, <clears throat> I didn't see that one. Is that Major, Major, Major Pain? Major Pain, yeah. I think he's surprisingly interesting in Major Pain. I didn't see that. Like, he's doing something different than we're taping our f- the fifth season of In Living Color and I'm only here because I'm contractually bound to be here. Mm. But like my brother has quit and they he got like remember that season he was on, he just had to be on there. Yeah, yeah. That's I think he's at that speed in this film. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. Sharon Eldred says Major Pain was amazing. Um Aaron Fry, Blank Man and Pootie Tang for the cookout. Don't you besmirch the name of Pootie Tang. Well, then you got a children's film and then you got a film for the adults. I I can go there. And Jeffrey Thomas is incredulous that Len likes this, but not Ghost Dog. I am confused. You're a complicated man. I I am a complicated complicated man. man. And I'm sorry, Ghost Dog just did not win me over. Ghost Dog did not win you over, but maybe it wasn't enough pelvic thrust. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stop doing that. We're trying to keep our rating on that. The other guy was a better kung fu artist than the ghost dog better but that you that was actually part of the point though that ghost dog well, okay trying to inhabit this but. well he he, he, he he was he failed yeah we're not going right <laughs> okay okay <laughs> all right but so, listen to lynn listen to lynn listen to me when in doubt accentuate the positive that's right and lynn doesn't oftentimes do <laughs> things so we all, we <laughs> when a when a rose grows <laughs> in the concrete, <laughs> we have to feed it and sustain. It. So let's shine our sunshine on the rose growing. <laughs> 
through the cracks of yes. the concrete. Yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Enough out of you. <laughs> um, um, all right. Who somebody asking? We already answered that question. Go back and go back earlier in the show, Pharaoh. Um, you know, I'm going okay. Um, hey, if you like, like what you're hearing, check out the show mission podcast, ladies. Ladies and gentlemen, Two Men, One Podcast, every black film ever made. Go to michellemission.com and check out all the cool swag that we have available for you by way of our good friends at T Public. You can leave us a voicemail, 215-867-9666. Tell Vincent and Len what is on your mind. Email the Michelle Mission at michellemission at gmail.com, M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at gmail.com. Dot com. Like and follow us on all the social medias at Me Show Mission on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also subscribe to the Me Show Mission at youtube.com slash at Me Show Mission. Subscribe. Check out, check us out. We do this, we stream this every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And please give us a five-star rating and a review especially on Apple Podcasts, as we make our way to 200 reviews. Thank you very much. And don't forget, we are a proud member of The Podglomerate, thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts work. Um, Okie dokie. And don't forget, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the Michelle Mission review is available in the feed right now now so if you're listening to this you're like i don't see it go back to the feed it's right there and remember there are spoilers there are spoilers so if you haven't seen the film don't listen to it yet watch the film then listen to the black panther wakanda forever michelle mission review available right now in your podcast feed i thought it was a bit of a tonal shift when garrett moore shows up in the third act and he says i am the ant man i have the powers of the ant yes yeah so that's a bit of a deep cut. That's a very deep cut for black superheroes, but it kind of messes. But they it. made it work. They made it work somehow. They made it work. Right. right. They made it work. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they couldn't get the rights to Mal Duncan. Yeah. So they went with <laughs> Garrett Morris's Ant Man. All right. Uh, next week here on the Michelle Mission, it's Vincent's turn. Yes, sir. And um, Vincent claims that he has some high quality film for you next week. I don't know how many pelvic thrusts are in it. So fair warning, folks. Mm, Not enough for me. We're going to 2007. And we're returning to the world of Denzel Washington. Yes. Who we've not visited with for For a little bit, a little little bit, bit a little bit. As he stars alongside Russell Crowe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she would tell Edio for. She would tell Edio for. And blink and you miss him. Denzel didn't. Idris Elba. <laughs> an American gangster. What you going to do? Shoot me in the middle of the street? <laughs> Pro tip. You probably should not ask a criminal who has a gun to your head. Are you going to shoot me in the middle of the street? Holding the gun to your head in the middle of the street. Yeah. Because yeah. now you've kind of backed him into a corner. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the street. Right, 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 right. Like you said, blink if you miss him, but Denzel did not miss him. He did not miss yeah. him. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next week, where we have a big announcement. If you were watching the stream, you already know about it. But next week, we'll announce it to all of you out there listening. So definitely come back next week. Until then, he's Vince. I'm Len. And parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again. Bye.